You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Love it with some passion. Yeah. Rubber band and the money that keeps stacking. Yeah. Got a honey who come with a leap fashion. Yeah. She too fine, I tell her that thing magic. You ain't a hustler, you broke, well, that seems tragic. Gotta catch in the field like deep passes. Yeah. I tell her, plug if it's sticky, then please bag it. I need, I need the best cause I grew up beneath madness. Uh, need a Matt Burgundy Mercy. Jewelry so heavy, it might hurt me. Smoke an extra kill, that extra seal. Whoa, Buffalo money need extra. Yo, 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 what is up? It's your boy, Sturls for the girls, rocking the mic tonight. And you already know what time it is. It's the Chop Up crew. The Chop Up gang is back in this thing. It's a Tuesday night. And y'all already know how we get it down in here. Y'all already know. So, go ahead and buckle up because we got a lot to talk about tonight. And I'm joined by my two homies, Jeremy and the king himself is in the building folks i want to make sure you guys know that this show is brought to you by the jordan poyer foundation that's how we rocking jordan poyer foundation is a sponsor of the show and y'all already know we doing it here how y'all feeling fellas uh pro po (laughs) all pro can i I start because jeremy because jeremy is part of the show so i guess i want to start with this dude what is going on everybody I'm, i'm only asking it this way obviously you know i don't feel this way i'm asking yo Jordan lost a step, man. What's happening, man? Like this, he he missing. This is all I saw on Twitter Saturday. Everybody, yo, so after that first play, Aww. that run play, all I saw on the timeline, and then all these hating. Oh, I almost, I almost said the wrong thing. All these hating people from from down in Florida is like, oh, we dodged the bullet. Okay, okay, Dolphins fans, y'all dodged the bullet now. Now y'all dudes don't want Jordan. Dudes are waiting. Dudes are waiting on one play that looked a little off and like. The running back had 20 yards of open field to make a cutback if he wanted to, and Jordan's supposed to sit there and, like, ah, ah bro, whatever, whatever. Well, maybe – never mind. I'm not going to get into what I saw on that play. <laughs> but maybe if we had – maybe if we had a, a, a mic in there clogging up some lanes that there wouldn't be a 40 yards of field to work with, but whatever. I mean, listen, man, you know, what, what did they say, that the customer's always right? <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Depends on what business you Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, no, man. We uh hey, listen, uh, we're gonna talk about all that tonight. We we got we got a little jam-packed little little show tonight. So I'm excited to get into thoughts on the Bills game. We're gonna talk about Stephen and his sources tonight. That's that's one thing that's a little little crazy. Uh, you know, we're gonna talk about Jonathan Taylor. I know a lot of people don't want to hear about it necessarily, but talk about it. That's it. All bro po. I, I, I said it. I said I like it. That I is like it. it, dog. Oh, that's, it. that's your name. That's it. That's it. 
I'm sorry for cutting in, but that's it. Hell yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, that's, that's it. it. I'm changing Going it in change my phone it. right now. I'm changing <laughs> it in my phone. Going to change that. See, hey, who was that? RC3, appreciate you. Appreciate yeah, you, appreciate thanks you for, bro. Thanks that for was listening. It. All right, so <laughs> let's uh let's jump into this thing, shall we? So uh, you know, on Friday, Quavo came out with an album called Rocket Power. And I've been waiting for this album for quite some time. So for those of you who don't know, we're talking hip hop right now. I don't know if y'all know this fans wise, but <laughs> the Chop Up was founded on hip hop, the love of hip hop and culture. All right. And uh we're not gonna we're not gonna stop talking about hip hop, but Migos is one of my favorite bands, okay? And rest in peace, rest in peace, takeoff, man. It, it it was a tough one for me to swallow, knowing that he was taken away too soon for some dumb stuff. But Quavo, uh, you know, dedicated the album to him, and I'm telling you, man, like that's all I've been listening to. That's all I've been listening to. There's some tracks on there. Where can I start? Is another one. I mean, it, it's to me, it's littered with some bangers. You know, you got Future on there doing some. Uh, some features uh, to me is pretty dope. But what are y'all? What are y'all listening to uh, these days? Uh, I mean, I like the Migos. Uh, they're they're known as hit makers, right? Because they can do really everything within music that you need. Um, and yeah, you're right. Rest in peace, with that dude. That I couldn't imagine losing my brother for some something like that. So, um, but no, I, I I'm listening to. Uh, some free soul you're not gonna know who that is but free soul oh, that, that's the name of a musician an, an artist yeah okay or okay three, three sol but okay. He, he's like more like some open-minded like he's got some nice words and he's not big time or anything but I, I listen to him all right now i know you spence i know you got some you know no i know you you're not like me. a big migos fan you no, know. you know, I liked the Migos. I didn't like them for a while at first. You know, I, the mumble, the mumble style for me, and and like the, it's it's the way they were saying what they were. Their lyrics were always on point, so I didn't have an issue with what they were saying. It was how they were saying it. Uh-huh. This um, Offset has a record that just dropped with Cardi, like maybe two weeks ago, a week and yeah. a half, two weeks ago. I like the record a lot. I think that um. You know, I, I think it's good. So I'll check out the album right now. I'm not really I don't have anything that I can say, like, yo, go listen to this right now. I've been I've been on a bunch of my old stuff. I, I'm, I'm okay. in the 90s space right now. I'm, I've been listening to a lot of Mob Deep, um, a whole lot of Mob Deep, a whole lot of locks lately. Like, that's where I've been. And then I've been in my R&B bag. I ain't gonna hold you. I've been on my Jodeci. You know, you know, I've been I've been in that bag. So, yeah. Okay. So, so I can't even talk too much about the rap. In your feelings type thing. Hey, who hurt hey, you? You know what I'm saying? Who hurt you, Smith? Hey. 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 <laughs> let me it ain't always hurt. <laughs> hey, let me let me let me tell you a little something, Smith. You're gonna be real proud of me. So on Saturday night, you know, my son is 12, okay? That's my dog. Leo is my dog, okay? And he's at the stage where like him and dad can listen to music and just talk about it. And bro, let me tell you, when I put on Jada Kiss for him, my man's was like, "Dad, <laughs> where have you been? What? How come this is the first time I've heard Jada? Ki- Golly!" See? And I'm like, "Dude, Jada, bro, Jada is nasty. He is fil- He's one of the best MCs I've ever heard in my life. Like, like he's that good. And I don't think he get talked. He he doesn't get talked about enough." I got a question for y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the first song you remember? hearing multiple times and like you always wanted to hear when you were young young like the first song that you ever listened to that you you heard it on repeat when you were young ll i need love ll dog i remember that song yeah i do too like it was it was like the first joint that like just it just got me and i don't know why it's and and it's like i'm obviously i just got done saying i'm listening to these r&b records right now so yeah i would be the one to say i need love from by ll but but no that was the first one that i remember being like um like the beat just got and it was it wasn't like the hardest beat but it was just the catchy you know the catchy little beat that kind of you know and i don't know it's just one of my favorites and, and ll is a legend i think he he um he doesn't get the love he deserves. Like we all know he's a legend, and we say it when we had these conversations. Right, right, right. But he don't get the he don't get the proper respect that he deserves. Yeah, he's a pioneer, man, for real. I'm gonna what say you, sir. This is gonna surprise you, but I'm gonna go right here by SWV. 
That was my jam as a kid. I used to love that song. So well, I thought we was only talking hip hop. Huh? Well, you brought up R and B. You know. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. So if, if we're not if we're doing hip hop, it's Three Six Mafia for me all oh, the way. Okay. Three Six Mafia and Outkast. Anything by them, I had I had those albums on repeat all the time. I was thinking anything, and mine was Brian McKnight's Back at One. I think that was the first song that like oh, okay. I heard. I heard from because my dad had it on the CD when we was going to my preschool. He played it on repeat every morning, and that was the song that just stuck with me forever. That'll always be one of my top hits. Yeah, I feel that. You an old soul, dog. You old soul. Be, nah, it's because Phileo, you know Phileo. Y'all know Phileo. You know what I mean? That's that's his type of music. That's his. That's his. I'm still. It's just shocking to me because he he got all these old head type albums and songs he likes to listen to, but he comes with these millennial tapes. I'm unbiased. I'm unbiased. He's I'm unbiased. Spence, he's like 12 in here, bro. Yeah, he I'm, is, man. I'm unbiased. He, he ain't even got hair on his chest yet. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's you know what, man? It's it's good to bring up music and hip hop or whatever y'all listen to, man, because I know this past year, like music has been my saving grace. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been it's been a pivotal uh part of my mood and how I am. I mean, I listen to all types of music, but man, so wherever, you know, I, I will say all this to say whatever everyone's going through out there. Make sure you get back to the core what makes you happy. You know what I'm saying? Listen mm-hmm. to music because that because it's healing for the soul, man. Yo, real quick about music. You know, I guess that's a cool segue. I don't even know if this was a topic or not. Um, so obviously, with all the stuff that's been going on with Lizzo's camp, Lizzo has been um no, she's no longer being considered for the halftime show for the Super Bowl. Now Miley Cyrus and Harry Styles apparently seems to be like the front runners. What are you what are your uh takes on that like how do y'all feel about the super bowl halftime conversation i never liked lizzo so yeah like, you can tell yeah i don't know why she was even being considered i'm, I'm gonna keep it but all the legends yeah. you done had, all the legends you don't had and we're throwing lizzo in there for what mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> look i i appreciate lizzo because she's bold you know what i'm saying like she she just has this you know this this attitude about her but from what they're saying in the media about her and what she's done it kind of man it puts a sour taste in your mouth man like saying she's narcissistic and she's fat shaming people, you know, it's just, you know, it's just like, man, dang, why you got to be like that? But, you know, I don't know, man. Like I like Harry Styles. I like I Harry Styles Harry. a lot. I mess with, I, I'm not going to lie. When I was in high school, I messed with Miley Cyrus and her music a little bit. You know what I'm saying? She's done a lot of music. I'm cool with whatever they do. She's I versatile, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like Miley. She, yeah. hey, she's kind of she kind of calmed down a little bit, you know. She kind of went through her little phase or whatever, yeah. and she's kind of, but she she's still she's versatile too, man. The girl can sing, like she she's look, man. She reminds me of Steely Dan with that that raspiness, you know what I'm saying? Like Miley's dope, so Bieber, I'm, I'm okay with that. Her and Bieber kind of went through the same like the same like. Obviously, Bieber was more popping at that time, but they kind of went through the same little trials that they went through, so. I, I mess with them because they got over it and they're on a better path now. Isn't uh, Jay Z doing the? Uh, he's responsible for the Super Bowl music, right? Is that still correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, he he does all the. Or I'm I'm sure it's not him exclusively, but yeah, he's over uh, the, the halftime entertainment selection. Has Drake been on to you? No, and I, I think honestly, I think if anybody right now can be doing it, I think. Drake should be headlining the super. I think he has enough R and B records and hip hop records to have a show by himself where he doesn't have to bring out. You know, it, I, I don't yeah. know. I just I feel like they're missing it by not having. Maybe it's a Drake thing. Maybe Drake doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you you put Drake on that. He shut it. He would shut it down. Like oh, yeah. dude is he's people would go to the Super Bowl just to watch him perform. Yeah, like Drake would shut it down. So. That'd be cool. I'll be I'll be okay with that. And a little an, an appearance by Lil Wayne with him too. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that, that would yeah, be back there. And me. Bring out Lil Wheezy. Chris Brown. Yeah, that old school. <laughs> I tell you this though, before we move on, like I when Lil when Wheezy was like sixteen, when he was with the Hot Boys, that's when I really like took a liking to him. Like he was he was ahead of his time, man. Rapping in the South, like he he was. How one old of, were like, you when he was sixteen? It don't matter. <laughs> Y'all both old. <laughs> yeah, I'm 40. Okay, so uh, we around the same age. He might be like four or five years older than me, 
Um, so I was I was I was a young little cat roaming the streets in the Nuga, Chattanooga. Um, but dude, with the hot boys, hey man, Lil Wayne was bro. He he had bars even at a young age. He had bars. Uh, Lil Wayne and and Wiz are two of Jordan's favorites in history. I think if I remember correctly. So I was never like I I always respect Lil Wayne, but I was never like into his music like that. Okay. All right. I love Lil Wayne. My only issue comes into the play and when people say he's like one of the greatest lyricists of all time, you know, like that. that but I, outside of like certain discussions, I ain't got no beef with Lil Wayne. Like Lil Wayne is that dude. Yeah. I just I just hate when they throw him into conversations with, with certain because um, his style of music to me, like he doesn't have like the deep thinking stuff. He doesn't have like when you when you're saying greatest lyricists, I'm also thinking like the lyrics have to like really make sense and have a message behind it. And I feel like he throws a lot of punchlines out. That's, that's dope, but yeah. it's not like, it so I just don't, I don't, yeah. yeah. So I don't put him as a lyricist when you're, when you're having these discussions, that's all. Yeah. It's kind of hard to put him that, but you know, this is what I will say is like, if we, if you want to categorize him as like lyricist from the South, he's, you know, he's top five. No, he's not. Ly- yeah. Lyricist from the lyricist? South, only in the Southern, in no, the if you was, I would have to hear a list. I would have to hear a list of the top five of the. South. Dude, when you talk Dude. about guys from the South already, like as a lyricist, I don't put them on the same converse in the same conversation as Big Boy, Andre Three Thousand. Yeah, okay, those are one and two to me. Mike, you know, you got Paul Wall from Mike. the South or Matru. I'm sorry. Paul Wall from the South. Paul Wall from Wall Texas. I don't consider that Texas, South. South. I wouldn't put Paul Wall as a lyricist though. Over um, the Wayne, you would not. Would you consider no, them no. rap? Would you were they rappers? Or what would you from someone so who Wall? used to do hip hop? No, Paul, Paul Wall is Paul Wall like, like that. that. No, Paul Wall is like that. It's just like it's just that the conversation changes when if you're saying like top rapper, Paul Wall is he's a top three rapper from Texas, period. Like right, okay. Period. Like they're you know, like, but then when you when you get intricate into the conversation and you're saying like, well, no, he's a lyricist. Because like for instance, Fast rappers, there aren't many guys I would put over Twista, but I wouldn't put oh. Twista over a lot of guys as a rapper. But if we're talking fast rapping, then Twista's that champion, you know, Twista. Right, right, right. So that's what I mean when we change the conversations. So like when we're talking about lyricists from the South, Andre 3000, Big Boy, Killer Mike, those dudes have the type of lyricism that makes you... Lil Wayne, he has a punchline that'll make you be like... Okay, yeah. but he ain't got nothing that like the lyrics just ain't it don't match to me. So what about Jeezy? He's already dived deep. Jeezy legit. I'm, I'm putting it. Well, no, I'm putting Jeezy in that list. I'm putting um, I, I put Rick Ross on that list. Uh, people sleep on Rick Ross. They don't think he's lyrics. Oh yeah, no, Rick. Rick Ross is with Rick, Rick. Rick is like that. So you know, I think really Rick has slept on. We could talk about Rick albums all day. He hasn't missed on an album yet. He does not have one bad album. Right. No, I agree with that. You you want to know what the blasphemy I heard the other day on Twitter? Somebody oh. said Young Thug is the best rapper to come out of the South. I'm like, <laughs> that's what I felt like doing. Like Young Thug, like had to be like a 23 year old. Young Thug is a vibe, right? But my, he sounds like he just drinks lean all day and just starts talking. Like I don't listen. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't get it. Young Thug. When I saw that, I wanted to comment, but I was like, if I comment, it, it, you can't you can't what? kick stupid. Young Thug. That's not even just stupid. That's just it doesn't even make sense. Like, so so when me and Jeremy <laughs> arguing, well, when we in our group text and he's talking about Eminem, like it's it's just me being a jerk because it makes sense. <laughs> Like, so I could get the conversation like Eminem is a top lyricist. Okay. Eminem is a top. Okay. Young thug. young thug, my dude. Young thug. Young thug. Young thug. Come on, man. Man. We doing too much. We, we doing too you know, much. It, it, for real. It's 2023 and, and, the, and the water is murky. All right. I don't know what they putting in the water down there in the South, but that ain't it. That ain't it. In 35 years, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these guys that you never thought like, and I don't agree with them, but a lot of these guys you never thought are going to be listed in those, <laughs> and it's going to be it's going to be trash. Oh, trash. it already is. <laughs> Where they, these young these young cats like you up there, no, all pro no, I'm unbiased. Hey. I'm unbiased to generation. That's it. <laughs> 
you just Yo. keep being the old soul and listening to the old heads like us tell you what what we vibing with. <laughs> I just need him to. I just need him to get. And we don't have to even go into this because I want to do this when Antoine's here. But I just want him to stop saying that Eminem is better than Nas. And then like I, I, but I, I is, like, though. But he is better than Nas. That's the crazy thing. Man. Like, <laughs> he's, I'm, I'm unbiased. He's unbiased. Toes down on that. You're going to make me smoke again. I just got done smoking about this young thug talk. Now you're going to make me smoke about this Nas. Anyway, go ahead, Sterles. My bad. No, no, it's all good. So, you know, we we got a lot of hip hop to talk about as as the weeks uh, go on and we get into the season. But uh, before we continue, uh, let's read a little read from our sponsor, Picasso. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So, you know, that means family, football and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at PicassosPizza.net. All right, man. So Picasso's Pizza is one of the sponsors of the show. So uh, eat you some Picasso's. I know I'm going to eat me some Picasso's this season. I so. can't wait to get in. When when we get in, man, like that's one of the first things I'm like, I'm reaching out to them. Probably, I don't know, maybe for Thursday night football or something. But, yeah. but no, as soon as I get to Buffalo, man, that's happening. Picasso's. We 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 down. We eating that. Look, look, look. Jeremy up there laughing like y'all ain't gonna eat no Picasso's. Look, he got well, that no. look on his face. Look at no, him. No, 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 he can't eat it. No, he's looking like that. Diet. No, he looking like that at me because I'm on his diet. So he yeah. like, so you gonna eat this pizza when you get in the buffalo? Huh? Okay. Oh, so oh, no, that's oh, what you oh. talking about. Huh? Okay. Wait a second. The I, know, I already knew what it diet. was. Sorry, I got a workout for when this? we get down here. It's all good. I got a couple workouts wow. when we get down here. So. Okay, I'm actually, okay, okay. I'm actually doing pretty good though, man. Like I, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down some pounds. The boy is feeling pretty. You know what I'm saying? Pants ain't fitting. Boys yeah, gotta wear yeah. belts these days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Boys gotta wear belts. Hey, boy. Hey, I'm out here. I'm out here. Three, three you know weeks. I, mean? I might be under. Yeah, I might be in like like a whole head. <laughs> like somebody's uncle. Hey, hey, hey. You know what I mean? Hey. All right. So let's get into what the fans are here for, man. Let's Let's talk some let's NFL. Talk. Let's talk some bills. But first, we got to. Let's talk about this Jonathan Taylor thing. I don't know if you guys have uh, heard about it. Um, he was actually given permission to seek a trade. So we we heard, you know, maybe six weeks ago that that he wanted he wanted out, right? But now the Colts have come out and they said, you know what? We'll trade you, but you got to find a partner. So with that being said, now anytime a running back is named is, is on the market, the Bills are always a team that that's linked to him. Do you guys think that the Bills have any uh, contact with the Colts for Jonathan Taylor? We'll start with you, Jeremy. Go ahead. I'll go first. Uh, Bean's always going to reach out when that some situations like that happen, but he's not going to give up what they're going to want for for Jonathan Taylor. As much as I would like Jonathan Taylor here, especially since Cook looks really good, I he's just not going to give up what they say they're looking for, which is something similar to a first. Um, I could see like Houston, um, a team that has a young quarterback, the Panthers, that that could sign, that could trade and sign to a sign and trade with him so that he signs a long term contract with them at, at some point. I could see that happening, but um, I, I don't see either the Chiefs or the Bills making that move. Uh, well, I can't speak to the validity of this report. But uh, somebody literally just messaged me on Twitter uh, that the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Rams, Minnesota Vikings and three other teams have spoken with the camp of Jonathan Taylor and are currently interested in trading for the all pro running back. Um I mean, every, uh, all 32 should be interesting. Now, oh. Right. So, <laughs> but, but I mean, that just, just to answer the question directly, Sterling asked if the Bills would be in touch with the camp. Yeah. If this report is true, they've been in touch with the camp, at least to find I'm sure just to find out what the price is. Like Jeremy said, I, I, Brandon Bean is going to do his job. You know, he's going to call and ask. I agree that I think they're expecting Cook to to be worth what they spent for him in draft capital. So um, now it, me, if this is me, I, I've absolutely called and I, I look, I make the trade. 
Oh, I do. I so keep what? obviously you. I'm not giving them a first round pick. I'm, I'll give them a player and something else or whatever. You know, I'll figure it out. But the thing is, because we have guys that we're probably going to cut. We have guys that we can probably find some value that they would find value in, and we can move. Sure. But the thing is, when you have look, let's be honest. I get it. Last year was his rookie year, but we haven't seen James Cook be a stud yet. Right now, we're hoping that he is. Right, but the right. thing is. We want Josh to not take as many hits. We want Josh to not run the ball. How do you how do you do that for sure? You for sure get a guy that can do it. And look, right now he's on the last year of his rookie deal. You can get him. You can kind of make a look. Show him some love. Treat him right. Get that extension. That do do the shady thing that we did. Do it again. He's still young. What is he? Twenty four? Twenty five? Yeah, he's twenty four years old. Yo, so this is this isn't even the same situation where you're talking about a 30 year old back looking for a payday when he's hitting that cliff age. This isn't what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You got a young running back. You got a guy that's led the league in, in rushing yards for a season, or he was at one point the best running back in the league. Not too far removed from that. If I'm if I'm Vernon Bean, 24. If you, you got if guys coming out to you got guys coming out okay. to draft. That's 23. You're saying if you were Brandon Bean, your mentality. Well, literally, I just said that. Yeah, no, no, that was, that was okay. because oh. because Bean Bean is not he because of how the running back situation worked out this last offseason. Jonathan Taylor is going to have a hard time finding a team that wants to pay him what he wants. I heard it like for for a long majority of time. Now he yeah. might find a team that will franchise tag him next year. Like that, that like I could see that, or it'd be like Houston, or like that's why I was throwing out those names. Those guys will give him a big contract, right? But like, he's gonna have a hard time finding a team that'll give him a long contract that he wants. Now, if he they're just trading for this year, like it's hard to get a first or anything close to a first for just one year. Yeah, no, I, I think that's gonna be tough. But you know what? So there's two camps. There's those who will, those who won't. Let's let's go with the those who will. Spence, you kind of lead led us into that. If I'm Brandon Bean and I want to make this deal, I got to give them something that they don't got. They don't have – I think they could use uh, some more young edge rush production. I think, like, A.J. Epinesa would be a good candidate or Boogie Basham, right, and uh, maybe a mid-round pick or a second-round pick even. Um, and then you you could even do a Kyrie Elam and a third-round pick. I want to remind you, back in 2004 – the Denver Broncos and the uh, Washington Redskins at the time made a trade. Clinton Portis went from Denver to Washington, and Champ Bailey oh, in the second round pick went to Denver. I wouldn't want to give up Kyrie. I don't want to. You wouldn't want to give up Kyrie. But if if Kyrie made it so that if, if like I don't want that. Right. If it was Kyrie for Jonathan like, Taylor. If it, yeah, was, yeah. if it was Kyrie and. We'll just was we'll the Kyrie Boogie like if you threw those guys for Jonathan Taylor like that clears up some cap space and you might be able to do like a two year deal with him like that would make sense I just don't know I don't know that they one want to give up Kyrie and I don't want Kyrie though but if it ended up happening I'm not gonna be upset about it that's the immediate Jonathan Taylor no in reality. I don't think this is going to happen. The Buffalo yeah. Bills are always linked to every running back. Yeah, this isn't going to happen. So if it does happen, I will gladly be wrong. Please, everybody drag me. Spence said it wouldn't happen. Please, I want to be wrong about this. Yeah. I'm saying cause. it's not going to happen. Yeah, so like, I, I'm. this is not happening. But could you just imagine for one minute, the Chiefs like Josh Allen with Stefan Diggs and right. then with, with Kincaid now. In yeah. the year that Jonathan we think Taylor. Davis is going to have now with Jonathan Taylor in the and then oh now we think that. Davis now we now so we think Davis is going to have a crazy year you don't listen to the show you don't listen to the show I gave you your prop all right see see go ahead and get your no no it's cool because have your moment because I'm gonna have mine every time he do something wrong but I gave you your props on the show I said I said. Jeremy has said that he's been looking good. And I said, and, and Saturday to me, he was one of the only players yeah. on offense outside of Josh that looked good. He had a good day. He looked vi- like I'm looking forward to watching him this season. But I promise you, bro. So he like, has his credit. Kincaid looked good. Well, he was the other one on offense that looked good. So 
No, well, I know Kincaid looked good. I, I, dude, I'm telling you, Kincaid is going to have more yards than you think. That little bet that we got is easy. It's light oh, work. It's, I know y'all that's a lot of yards there. between Gabe and Diggs right that. there. Like, Yo, there's a lot of yards right there between dude, two players. Sal mentioned something on the code of conduct. He said that the, the rookie record for Buffalo was something like 32 receptions for a yeah. tight end. He's, he's going to smash that. And so he's if you think – if this dude gets yards, what, like, what was the yardage that we what was the bet? So I said, said he was gonna get at least 55 receptions and 600 yards and six touchdowns. I said it'll be around 600 at his cap. That's what I said. When we and and my bet was just the over, or what was my bet? Well, we, our bet was on, on, on Davis, or I on said he's gonna get 1100 plus. You guys both said 850 and 900. That was your guys' bet. I said 1100. I feel like we made one on Kincaid too, though, because yeah. I said Kincaid. We, was that's what have. I was saying. It was around 600. That's what, that was my my guess that he was. You are lower than that. I said at his cap, he's gonna have around. Well, you, you well, y'all listen. If he hits over 600, y'all buy me. I lost the bet. I'm gonna get your money out. out. Get your he's money. Going over, but I felt like I said he was going over 600, and that was what I was about to say. If he gets 50 receptions, he's over 600 yards. Ain't That's no if exactly that. True. Ain't no if to that. He's going to be a very short Dude, yard. You think this man well. is going to average what? How many yards per reception? You think he's? Gonna I average? just don't think he's going to get. I don't think he's going to get as many receptions per game as you guys think that he's going. to. I think he's going to have a lot of games where he has like three, four receptions for short yardage. Like I like wow, because he's going to be a short yardage guy too. Dude, he's going to do that. He's going to be a safety Dude, that, net. That yak, I'm telling you, Wait, bro. He, he, why do you hate Dalton Kincaid? I don't hate don't I don't hate Dalton Kincaid. Let's put that out there right now. I do not hate Dalton Kincaid. I, I want him to succeed, but I am not like, seeing, like let's put this out here right I'm not now. seeing as a third option a guy coming out and just dominating his first year. I just don't see that happening. Okay, because he's, he's the third option. Game he put a dig. He put a dig. He was like, let's nip this shit in the bud. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's nip this in the bud right now, man. Speaking of Stefan Diggs, should, should we should we get into that? Should we, we talk about that? Man. Okay. Before before hold on. Before we really dive into the Stephen A and his sources, <laughs> let's get a let's let's get a message from our sponsor. Bills Mafia is back. Are you ready for it? The third annual Buffalo Rumblings IPA beer release party is going down September 16th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Resurgence Brewing Company located downtown at 55 Chicago Street. I'm going to tell you what, you do not want to miss this event. Come out and hang with Joe, Sarah, and the rest of the Buffalo Rumblings crew for the Megapod. You're going to want to bring your questions and be a part of the live stream. Get involved. It's going to be live. And this year, we're also going to have our friends from Fans of Buffalo joining the party and sponsoring the fun. They're going to be in the house to provide you with all the information you need to make your away game day experience the easiest and the most smooth that you've ever had in your life. I can promise you, they, they do their job very well. So make sure you make it out Saturday, September 16th, 6 p.m., Resurgence Brewing Company, 55 Chicago Street. Go Bills. Y'all right. both going to be there. Y'all both yeah. going to be part of the live pod. That's going yeah. to be it. And I'm going to be eating. Hey, Apparently, y'all hey. going to be doing salad. So. so speaking of that, yeah, of course I'm going to be doing salad. But speaking of speaking of that, that event, my brother does this giveaway or kind of like an auction of uh, tickets, four tickets to games, and they're all coming to that first game, and they're all coming to the live pod. So I got, go. I got at least like 30, 40 people coming to this first live pod. Yeah, it's going to be a big deal. We're going to have wow. Jordan Boyer's crew. We're going to have his team there. We're going to have some good people. Yo. So, so uh, look, make sure it's one of those events that I don't want to miss. The first two That's years – both years it got better like the first year was great and then last year was amazing it was like basically standing room and i'm not even lying i'm not joking when i say this it was standing room only basically um you know we were looking for seats we were looking for tables for people uh it, it was it was crazy so and i think this year it's gonna be even better and then the show it's gonna be great is we got we got the raiders we're gonna be talking about the raiders game you know we're gonna be yeah. talking about whatever happened whether we we won or whether we took an L against the Jets at that point. So, um, no, get out. Get out, man. Get, have some well, fun. I don't know why you said it. We ain't taking no L against the Jets, bro. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> I'm not living in that world. I cannot fathom getting Antoine on here and just be, you know, uh-uh. We can't have that. 
I, I need I need to get back on the chop up that week and just make fun of him. And he call him a fan. That's what game. I got to do. <laughs> it's gonna be a great game in my, in my It's gonna be a great game. It's gonna be a great game. But hey, let's talk about uh, Stephen A. and his sources. So we we all. I mean, do I even need to go into uh, what has transpired this week? Stephen A. Smith on ESPN has come out and said that Stephon Diggs, according to his sources, wants out of Buffalo. How does that hit you? Spence, we're going to go with you first. Jeremy, you next. How does it hit you that Stefan Diggs wants out of Buffalo? Well, I mean, he he doesn't. So so <laughs> I just, I don't know. It, it's one of those things. It, these are the moments that gets tricky for me because, like, with what we are doing, you know, some of us take it more seriously than others. And, like, so what, I've do, what I'm doing with the podcast, I'm trying to – you know, make connections and network right. and meet people and grow and all this stuff. So Stephen A. Smith is one of those guys that I look at and I try to always speak highly of. And, you know, and, and you know, this is one of the dumbest things that he could have said. Like, there's so many relationships with the Bills beat that this team has that they've reported. Sal asked the guy straight up. He asked Diggs straight up, and, and I get it. Diggs can say whatever for media and then mean something else. But Diggs, I'm telling you, man, like, if even if that's how Diggs feel, he, he didn't tell Stephen A before he's going to tell. Come on, man. Like, it's just it, – it, go ahead, Jeremiah. I, I look at it from a different point of view as far as, like, okay. all it takes is Diggs to say – Bro, I hate playing in that cold ass weather. Or, bro, like it's hella cold out in Buffalo after one playoff game last year. To somebody that then tells Stephen A. that, oh, he really doesn't want to play in Buffalo. Like that's all it takes for Stephen A. to come on a show and be like, my sources say Diggs don't like playing in Buffalo. That, and that's all it takes. One little tell. It's like telephone. This whole media thing is like telephone, and we never know when it gets to the end what really it's gonna say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't, I don't hate. Stevie, I mean, it's probably not something because it creates narratives that they're trying to create, and that changes an outlook of what a team's dynamic. So, say like the <laughs> say say uh, a, that team actually took it and was like, "Damn, Diggs don't want to play with us." Say that did happen. That would be Stephen A.'s fault on a false pretense, and so like I can't sit here and say that that was responsible of Stephen A. It's not, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to sit here and say he was lying about his sources. He, he definitely could have had a source that said that Diggs don't like playing in the city of Buffalo. Diggs don't like playing in the cold. Diggs don't like playing, or Diggs was pissed at Josh last year, and then he just says it then. Those are all possibilities that where he could have said, okay, now Diggs, Diggs doesn't want to play in Buffalo, and, but that creates a narrative that's irresponsible on his part, in my opinion. But it's also about timing and and what we do, you know, we understand that there's a responsibility to like to to just be honest about things. So like, okay, yes, if that's your source and that's what it's and that's what your source said, when was the add context to it? Is this is this something that you heard last night? Is this something that you heard when you say my sources said, listen, no. And what exactly did your sources say? Yeah, Yeah, like be be clear about it. Don't be so vague. Because stuff like that, like for, for people in Buffalo, football is life, bro. Like right. the Bills are life in Buffalo. Right. And and this, this conversation about Stefan Diggs is a big deal to a large number of people. So when you when you when you come out and you say something like that, that's why and that and normally and we all know Stefan Diggs is is the um he's the king of going on social media dropping these little little nuggets where he's Cryptic like messages. real yeah, like so he's the king of that. With this, he came out. No, no, no. Let's go ahead and nip this in the bud. It, his sources are wrong. Like he came out and said, "No, nah, let, let let me be honest and clear about this." So, no, nah, let, let's just let's just relax. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. So I got a different perspective on this. So, like we we've all been in some kind of relationship or seen a relationship where one of the parties in a relationship gets mad, and then that that party says stuff that they don't really mean. So let's just say that. When things were going weird after the Bengals game, he probably stayed it somewhere and said, you know what? I don't want to be in Buffalo no more to his homies or something, right? And and we all been there. We've all said things that we don't really mean. And, and it came to a head. He had all offseason to kind of put this and nip this in the bud because he was going through his feelings. And he has every right to feel what he feels about the situation. If I was him, 
I would be mad too, but I'd probably go about it a different way, but I'm not him, right? So he comes out, gets a training camp, the whole thing with Sean McDermott, which I think he poorly handled. Diggs went home or whatever. We know the story. And then apparently him and Josh kind of work it out. And he he comes out publicly to the media and says, you know, this is this is all we're all good. So it's like, why in the media do they think that just pooping on the bills this offseason? Like, that's the the trend. That's the cool thing. Like, I go into work and people are like, yo, what's up with Diggs? Well, he's just a diva. So, and I'm like, what are you talking? What where are you getting your media? What are you getting this stuff from? Well, it's crazy. To be fair, there's like there's a gray area of media, and that's when you win a championship, you get to be the Chiefs, and nobody talks about you all offseason because you're there, and you're not talking about the up, the incline, you're not talking about the decline of other teams. We were the darlings going into last season. Mm-hmm. And so we got all the positive things. But now, since we didn't win, we're going to get all the negative. And until we win a championship, it's either going to be one or the other. They're either going to predict us to win a championship and we're going to be the darlings, or they're going to predict us to be a bust and we're not. It's just – and, and I think it's fair. And I and yeah. I like it. I, I appreciate it. And I want to keep it going. That's why I got on here first. Like I said, we all know how I feel about Jordan. But that's why I started at the top of this. Jeremiah, what happened? Is your brother, did he miss a step? Is he losing a step? What's <laughs> happening? Because I want that narrative to run. Go ahead. I want them to have – so when Jordan's on the field, like I know he knows I don't feel like – but I want him to think of – man, Spence brought this up on the show. Am I losing a step? Think of that when you the next guy hits that hole. Let me, let me show I'm not losing a step. Bow. Like I, I want them to use whatever that they hear, wherever they hear it. Whether it's these shows, the national shows, newspaper, wherever they, I don't care how they get their information these days, but wherever you hear that stuff, I want to hear it. And I want, I want to see these guys use it as motivation this year. And I want to. To be completely candid about, about Jordan in general, Jordan really don't give a damn about what people think anymore. And like, that used Mm -hmm. to be something that like, that used to be, he like, it used to be somewhere he'd go on Twitter afterwards and kind of see all the things, whether it was negative or positive, you live on the highs and you live on the lows. And now Jordan does not give one damn how anybody thinks about him or his playing or whatever it is. Like I'm going to text him something like I'm before the games or something. I don't know. I'm going to just yeah, find the most negative. Tweet. <laughs> yeah. This is the most negative tweet that well, I see he, every week. I, even if he don't, you, I love you back. That's yo, what he's going to say. He's going to say, I tell him I love that's, him. That's yo, what, what he's going to say back to you. <laughs> even if I love him and that's fine. I'm going to tell him I love him when I send it. But every week I'm going to find the most negative, tweet about mm-hmm. jordan poyer from the week before and i'm gonna send that screenshot to him every single week Sorry, that's I what i'm gonna do. i screenshot yeah. a few after that it's all good yeah no and I, but no i'm gonna send it to him though i want him to see it I, I, even if he don't care i want him to tell me spence stop sending this shit like that that's i want him to not care but i'm gonna do it i hope it i hope it just hits the dirt i don't, do i don't. want these guys to, to just go out there and be motivated to dominate this year man like be yeah. disrespected He's motivated, bro. Trust. Oh, I know he is. I, I know he is. Dog, don't <clears throat> don't text it to him. Send him a, a video of you saying. Just go ahead. <laughs> reading these mean tweets. <laughs> <laughs> do a do a recording clip like a reel. Just be sitting there reading mean <laughs> tweets about the Bills players. I'm gonna do an edit before the end of the year. Like when he has five picks through seven games, I'm gonna do an edit. Talking about like all the shit that I, I didn't screenshot it. It's insane <laughs> it's, though. It's, it's insane. It is. It really year is. after year though. Year after year, this this happens. Like when he first got here, you should have seen how many screenshots I got. Who's Jordan Boyer? Who's four picks in? Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, to be fair, when, to be fair, when he came in, he wasn't the name, so I can get that. No, but I can get that. Right, but like it wasn't. It was disrespectful. It wasn't in theory. Like who did we just? I got you. I got it you. was disrespectful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, who's that guy from the Browns? You know what I'm saying? Who? Yeah. Or, Poyer. Yeah. Bro, why do we just pick up the or, like, Oregon yeah, State? Like, I was, you know, they said the same about Micah, and to me, it was like, yeah, you know, I didn't know much. So I, I'll admit, I didn't know much about either. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was to me, it was the perfect combination. It, you know, right. obviously, and in the system that that McDermott, had, I think everything just came together perfectly, and I think it helped your brother become the 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 all pro player that he is same thing with Micah. And I think it 
elevated McDermott's defense. So I think it, to be fair, you Jordan know, got to play behind some like Jordan got to play behind Whitner and got some knowledge and Gibson, Deshaun Gibson, mm-hmm. who are two very good or at and least at that time, at the time, yeah. So like it was them dudes. Yeah. So he got to play behind them. So he got to learn the free safety role. He got to learn strong safety role. And Micah got to do the same thing in uh in Green Bay. So like he played nickel, he played everywhere. So um that pairing where now you don't know who's the strong safety, the free safety. They're just gonna play. And mm-hmm. you're gonna have to tell post snap which one is playing what. So like it's it, it's a nice it's a nice combo to have. I love it, man. Yeah. I'm so excited this year to see them together, man. I thought yeah. I I was so nervous in the off season that um, the last time we saw them play together was seeing Micah yeah. walk off the field yeah. injured. Yeah. I was so I was so yeah. nervous about that. I I, yeah. I mean Jordan kind of thought like that, that kind of sucks too. That that thought probably ran through his mind too. So wow. You know, a lot of times, you know, we, we see that stuff. We think, oh, yeah, he's got inside information, you know, that we don't have. And sometimes I guess these players don't have a clue what the mm-hmm. GM and our front office is thinking, you know. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, we did get to see Jordan Poirier in action on Saturday. And we should talk about these bills because it's got some people worried. Like, there's some real concerns out there. Oh, yeah, okay? I want to talk about this. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, let's, let's, let's jump into the game uh, <laughs> against the Steelers on Saturday. No, Smith's like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, all right, peace. You don't want to talk about the game? No, I'm down. I'm down. I'm just joking. It, it was sloppy. It it really was sloppy. Um, And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, me and my son, we're watching it, and I'm like, son, it's only preseason because he's over here getting pissed. That dude, he loves the Bills, man. He'd be <laughs> over here getting pissed. I'm like, son, it, it's it's okay. Like, but But, Dad, like, why does Tyrell Dotson suck? <laughs> it's like, okay. That why does he suck? Yeah, it's like, calm down, Leo. Like, you you, wor- you worry about your blocking technique, le- Mr. Left Tackle. All right? You call Deion Dawkins and tell him to give you some tips. But it was sloppy altogether, man. And are you guys concerned about the play? It was sloppy, 12 penalties. Uh, there was really no rhythm on offense from the first team. Defensively, it was kind of mm-hmm. ho-hum. Like, what, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Jeremiah, go ahead. Uh, I'll say defensively, like they, other than one play that they gave, they didn't really play bad. Like they, they had a sixty-two yard run that was not a good play, but the rest of the time it was little dinks and dunks. They should have got off the field on third and seven. They didn't. They hit a sixty-two yard bomb. All right. Then the punt return goes all the way to the other end, and now we're playing from our goal line, and they hit a nice hole shot on Milano in between Milano and Jordan. Those are like – this is like those games that you have every once in a while where things are just not going your way on defense. And then they come back out and they dominated for two more series before the starters came out. Now, offensively, it's just penalties. They were they were gaining – they had rhythm. They had mm-hmm. momentum. They were going – they was going well. And then every time something good happened, it was a penalty. And these are expected on preseason games when you have been holding the entire training camp and nobody's calling anything, and then you get into training, you get into preseason games, and now they start to call it. That's the difference. That's just the difference, and, and you have to learn it. Like it, it's every year, <laughs> every year you go through training camp, the offense holds, the defense, the cornerbacks hold, they, they get away with it. Then you get into the game, and now they have to kind of like work out the kinks throughout the preseason. That's why I am kind of in this space where I think starters should be playing more serious than what they've been hmm. doing in the past because you need to get into some type of rhythm understanding how the flow of the game is going to go now i don't think none of that preseason game matters when it goes when you're talking about how good the bills are going to be in in regular season none of it because they're going to figure out that they can't hold every play they're going to figure out josh is going to be able to run in regular season games so it's not going to you're not going to be able to sit six in the hole or seven deep and just rush four and that's just not how it's going to be able to work so I don't think that preseason game has any inclination of how the Bills are actually going to play this year. His thoughts, Spence? No, I agree. I agree with everything that he said. The overreactions on Saturday, I feel like, are fun in the moment. Obviously, it's the preseason. (laughs) No, because, I mean, let's be real. Because it's just you're watching the game, and like like you said, Leo, man, he he goes off. I'm sitting here. I'm going off about it. But in reality, am I worried about – week one no i think we're going to play against another very good team and i'm excited Mm -hmm. to see two good teams go off against each other but no there's nothing that i saw in this game that really makes me nervous i will say 
the two areas, if I do have any areas of concern, would like be that, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> and I feel like everybody is saying it, you know, it, because they're the most obvious, they're glaring. Right, and then, right, and then right. When you have an injury um, at the tackle position that, that takes away from some of your depth, then you're talking about a retired player that takes away from some of your depth. So now you're going into the season. Now you're short two guys at left tackle or right tackle or whatever that you thought you were going to have. So now, okay, what are the bills going to do now? That's the concern for me. So, but other than that, no, I thought Josh looked great. Like he, Josh looked great. And if, if you watch the game and you, and you know what to pay attention to, don't just look at the stats. Don't look at the Even the numbers weren't bad for him. No, but, but if you watch the game, that throw to Gabe that got called back, oh my God, dude. Oh, yeah. There's, there's maybe three dudes in the league that can make that throw. Maybe, yeah. like, incre- just incredible, man. Like, Opposite half. He had another, there was another throw. Who was it to that got called back? Was it was it the Diggs that got called back? Uh, which one? There was another, it was another, just the penalties, dude. It was like, what, yeah. 11 penalties? Yeah. I know there's one where he ran around for about five minutes and I got, I got that was insane. We got to, yeah, he, like, he got to throw it. He got to throw it away. There was a right. block in the back on a, on a pretty long, they called it a block in the back. Maybe it was, it was that. It was a screen and it, it was on Spencer Brown and the guy was, he like bumped shoulders with them, but they were both running. Oh, it was a horrible right. call. Yeah, that's it was right. a horrible call. Good. Sean McDermott was going off on that call. The ref by his first name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but Josh looked amazing. So Josh I going really like I'm 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 okay with whatever they doing with Josh. He to me, Josh don't need to play. And Sal, he said he they you don't know for sure McDermott might still play Josh. I hope to God he doesn't. Josh is fine. Yeah. I mean, I want Josh to play because I want him to get into a rhythm with the, the team that's gonna that's needs to be there. I need that. Like I feel I, like the, the offense can't do that. Impre- no, I'm I'm asking. I'm not I'm I'm not saying this as a fact. The offense can't do that in practice. Like I understand no, it's a different speed of the game, right. but I feel like with receiver to quarterback is different. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I'm not a player, but I just feel like it's a different. If you have you Kyle get, Allen back there, right? So say you have Kyle Allen and I'm a right tackle, and I need to get it going as far as stepping up and kind of getting into a rhythm without holding, without getting calls for penalties. I need the quarterback back there that you're going to be asking me to protect and not Kyle Allen because that doesn't Kyle Allen doesn't get me into the gear that I need to get into as a as an offensive line like he, mentally it's always going to be there that it's not Josh back there so like if Josh is back there you know like we need to protect him regardless of who's playing right now we have to protect him during this time and that to me is going to help your old linemen kind of push forward these like just one or two series in this next game for Josh and then I would play your starting alignment for like two, maybe three quarters. Yeah, that's sensible. <laughs> you know, I, I feel that like Josh good. needs to stay in good the point. stay in the pocket a little more. You know, I think he he does evade the pocket a little too soon. Um, because I think he's can so like I think we got to go back to Wyoming, Josh, where he was just playing hero ball. He came in with the Bills trying to play hero ball. And I think, you know, year after year, he's I think he's gotten better at not trying putting the team at risk because of his heroics, right? Because you know he, there's other guys on this squad that he can now rely on. So I think it's, I think it's learning. Like, okay, dude, like I don't have to be Superman every play. I think that's part of the reason why they shift the whole offseason perspective to, to getting him weapons on offense. I think the Bills have a, a really good wide receiver core. I think it's middle of the pack in the league. Like, you know, maybe top ten. I would, say, I, would I would say they're top ten with with emergence of this Gabe wide receiver Davis, core. This wide receiver core. I it think will, they're. It will be top five before the end of the year. In my opinion. If Gabe, if Gabe is doing what we think he's going to do, it'll probably be top five. And Kincaid I, and I really do like Kincaid, Sherfield, and Hardy. I, I, you know what? I one of the things, really cool things, I enjoyed about that game was seeing uh, Deontay Hardy in, in the in the um, screen game. That was one of the things I was really excited about because we haven't. I think we've talked about this this offseason where we need to see them like participate in the screen game. I love that, and then. There was some like variety with how they were deploying Kincaid, you know, having having him in the slot. Like the the way he he set he sets up linebackers and crosses the face of them. And I mean, he is good. That dude is good. And he's gonna open up the middle of the field like the Bills have never had with Josh Allen as their quarterback. And I think it's gonna make Gabe better. It's gonna make Steph be able to eat a little more. And if when the Bills get Jonathan Taylor, just think about the light boxes that we're gonna see. <laughs> 
Like you put Jonathan Taylor with a light box, Jonathan you give him ten carries, he he he's gonna get a hundred yards. No, he's not. But could you imagine him on his team? But he's yeah. not coming. But could you imagine no. it, bro? I'm he, gonna give Cook the benefit of the doubt and and say that it'll look similar to what Cook's gonna give this year. If Jonathan Taylor did come to the Bills, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt going forward, just because I I have faith that he's gonna be solid. But no, I, I like I, I I like Cook. I think he's gonna eat. But we know saying, Jonathan Taylor is really good. Hey, but, but I'm gonna give this offense. You can put you could put James Cook in the Naheem role, Naheem Hines role, kind of Naheem that. Naheem Hines know, didn't have a role. He Naheem did Hines have a role. Stop it. And and doing he was gonna he was gonna catch passes out of the backfield. Stop it. You know it. He had one one Listen, little roundabout thing that he Ken did. Dorsey said he was going to catch passes out of the backfield, okay? No, no. <laughs> Ken Dorsey. <laughs> We're, I'm going with Big Ken. No, but what it could look like, it could look a lot like what the Saints offense looked like when they had Mark Ingram and Ooh. Alvin Kamara. And that type of offense where you have somebody that can – that can just run dudes over, that can push the line. I also think y'all sleeping on Damian Harris. I think Damian Harris is going to be a big piece. No, I'm not, sleep- I'm not sleeping on him. Look, Ooh. I'm happy with what the Bills have. I'm happy with what the Bills have. What I'm saying is, though, there's some guys that, like, you could be happy with what you have, but when it's available, it's time. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. Like, in the NBA, if, if Brian is saying, yo, I got one year, I'll play for any team this year before my son come out. One year, I'm not trading a first round draft pick. Oh no, <laughs> not for that or anything similar. I'm not if, like if you one those year, teams, yo. If you one of those teams, this is and this is this is where I'm at. Different, I think very differently than a lot of people. I think a championship is worth more than a first round draft pick. That's me. If I'm if I'm a if I'm a GM and I feel like my team. Most teams, if they feel like they're close, they're a lot closer than a LeBron James away. So okay. if I'm if I'm that close, and I'm like, yo, I would tr- absolutely trade a first round draft pick for LeBron James for one year to pick. Like, imagine, are you kidding me? Imagine, imagine that this year, like, imagine the 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 Suns. Mm-hmm. They got KD, Booker, Bill, Aiton. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they, they're not a LeBron James away. They got good depth on the bench this year. They're a team that feels like they should yeah. be competing for a championship right now, right? So then if 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 the Lakers said, yo, we'll give you Brown for a first-rounder, you mean to tell me you wouldn't trade a first-round draft pick for LeBron James for one year? That's different, Hell though, yeah. because that team is still going to be good when LeBron James leaves. Well, like, they're still going to be great. Now, if we trade house, boys we trade all- house – for for Jonathan Taylor, then we lose a bunch of guys to whether it's retirement or now now we don't have picks to to restock. Let me we don't see. have now it's this is like the, the the slippery slope that you get into to being a Browns team to where you yeah. trade away all your picks all the time and then you don't have a future when guys retire or guys sure. are done or but, but it, Joe, it's that that model has worked. I mean, look at the Rams a couple years ago. They, it worked. Now, also, but now but they're also, trash. Yeah, but wait, but also, but also, you're not trading for an aging player. This dude is 24 years old. Yeah, but you have to give him. You have to either you have to give him the money that he wants, or he's not going to stay. So you're trading a pig for one year, like te- like Ooh. unless unless but, you're giving but, him money that we don't have. But how many? But okay, so where the Buffalo Bills draft every year, we're good now, right? So we're gonna be. You figure we're gonna be in the bottom 10, hopefully for the foreseeable future in, in draft order. Right. Are you going to get a player with a first round draft pick as good as Jonathan Taylor for the next four years? You should. If you're hitting your picks, are they hitting? Are they hitting on their first round draft picks that you feel like you're getting players as good as Jonathan Taylor? Josh Allen, Trey, you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) okay. What about Groot? Groot is going to be nice this year. I'm not saying Groot isn't nice, but it's Groot. Is Groot Jonathan Taylor? Would I take Groot over Jonathan Taylor for one year? Yes. I, I would too. But let's let's put it in this perspective though. Let me let me interest you guys in something right here. So I'm looking at the the running back contracts and I'm just doing average year. Okay. We know Christian McCaffrey, 16 million, right? But you look at so the third guy down is Derrick Henry. He's making 12. Nick that's Chubb the money 12. that Jordan Taylor or Jonathan Taylor is going to want 12. Right. That's where he's going to fall in. So 
but I just paid, you know, Dawson Knox 14 and I don't use him. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's I take a Jonathan Taylor mistake, over like, a Dawson Knox. I don't want to say mistake, but like, like that's that that is a tough one. Like, you, I mean, that's a tough one for sure. Didn't, if you knew you were gonna get Kincaid, you probably don't pay Dawson Knox that money. But like, you didn't know that. I, I be, I mean, I like, I like, you know, Dawson Knox, but I wasn't gonna pay him what they paid him, knowing that they don't use him. They don't use the dude. You know what I'm saying? So. I would take a Jonathan Taylor if I'm paying him twelve million a year. I, I I would do that. I would do that if we had that money. If if the, yeah, if they had that money. Happen, though, I think they can it, make it, that happen. And right, happen. it's a combination. It doesn't have to be a first round draft pick. So again, we're talking players. You could get a, a AJ Epinesa or a Boogie Basham. AJ is not going to clear it. No Boogie, I, but and a combination Tyre, maybe. Yeah, you, you'll get back a second rounder for maybe a Boogie. You'll get back a second rounder, a third rounder for you know what I mean. So like when you when you add it up with different things or with different players, you can make the value be close to without giving like guys that you're probably gonna have to cut. The Bills yeah. roster, like on the defensive line, we're gonna have to. Cut I agree with that. Yeah, I agree end. with sending a bunch of thirds. If you want to send like whatever, but I just don't think. I think the Colts are gonna get a first that they want. All right, I got something for you. No, I got something for you. Tell from me, somebody like Houston. Houston, Houston, go Houston doesn't have a first round draft pick. They gave or, it to Arizona, or somebody like Houston. So like, so, you, like the Panthers, they'll give up a first for Jonathan Taylor if he's going to do a sign and trade. I don't oh no, for sure. But let's before before we go, I got I'm a I, I got a trade proposal for you guys. So you guys are uh, the Indianapolis Colts GM. Okay, I'm calling you. I'm going to offer you guys Kyrie Elam, okay, Ryan Bates. And a third round pick for Jonathan Taylor, would you take it? If I'm the coach, GM, no. If you're, if you're the, coach, the coach, GM, you wouldn't take that. No. Third round pick, Kyrie Elam and Ryan Bates. Mm-mm. No, no. But the Bills wouldn't do that anyway because they're already hurting on the offensive line. They're short for players. So they're not gonna be, but, yeah. A good trade though, but a good trade has to hurt. Uh, has to hurt a little bit. It can't just be the Bills. But that's one just, that will hurt too much. That's not a little bit. The Bills are already short. Like offensive, like one yeah. we're tired and we're out one for the season, you know. So it no that that you had two, no no. I it's, not it's gonna hurt. It's just that is not something you think that's too expect. much. I, yeah. It's not even too much as far as value. It's too much as far as well. Technically, it is value. It's Bills value this year when they don't have a depth at guard or center. So like the, Bates is their backup for all three of their starting mm-hmm. guard and center. They just can't give that up. For so you, Nick Broker, Alec Anderson, been playing well. You know, do do you know y'all don't think that one of those guys can step in? We got David Edwards as a backup guard who has starter experience. Like I, I think you know, I know what the Bills are saying, but I, I'm telling you right now, I do think they could part ways with Ryan Bates and be okay. If you're talking about now. Back, this is back to y'all's idea of going for a championship. You do what you got to do to get Jonathan Taylor, right? Given that injuries happen to the offensive line, I think giving up Bates would hurt more in yeah. a full season than Jonathan Taylor would help giving coming hmm. back. Okay. As much as I like Jonathan Taylor, I, I, right. don't, I think Bates is that key too. Because I think you keep, I think you keep Bates, and you go and get a free agent. Or you find somebody on the waivers, or you trade. Jason for, Peters like, got to be on the phone, I, in my opinion. If you're being, I'm calling Jason Peters because I, I don't think he's going to. See, Jerry Ostrowski thinks that he's washed, man, and he says it. He it, like he says it clear. He's like, no, nah, man, the dude can't last for a full season. Maybe a couple games. You don't need for a full, full season. season. You need him. You need him to go in and out with with uh, Spencer Brown and teach Spencer Brown how to play right tackle as a pass protector. And so, like, he doesn't need to play a full season. He doesn't even need to play multiple games in a row. He can sit a game, play a game, sit a game, play a game. But, like, I'm still going to get him. Is it a teachable thing for Spencer? Or is it – like, is it – No, it is, I, I love... he's a run-blocking guy. He, he's, he's a run-blocker. He's a great run-blocker. That's why if we had a 6-0 line thing, Yeah. No, I think it's valid. I mean – I just want to throw that out there, but hey, listen, we are we're out of time tonight, folks. We are out of time. Man. You know, this has been a, a fun little episode with the King. 
my what, what, what we calling you now? It's from Flu. Oh, bro, you guys are listening to the chop up right here on the Buffalo Rumblings Vicast feed. Make sure you guys tune in next week because we're gonna be having we're gonna be back here and it's gonna be hot. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern time. So I ain't going to mess that up. We're going to be back in this thing. But, uh, hey, Spence, because you're here, why don't you go ahead and sign us out with your with your iconic saying at the end of each show? She. Y'all know how we do it over here with Buffalo Rumblings, man. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.